0: G'day, mate. What's your name?
1: G'day, g'day, mate. My name is Fadi. Fadi. Fadi Kassab, yes. What's the full name, Fadi? Oh, Fadi Ghassan Maroon Dahil Khuri Kassab. Actually, no, actually no. <laughs> Is it really? <clears throat> well, no, it's basically, we don't have middle names in Lebanon, so it's my, usually it's Fadi Ghassan, my father, Kassab. Mm-hmm. That's what it would be. So it would be written on your passport or your ID, father's name, Ghassan, for example. But then his father. So basically Maroon and then Dahil Khur So I was just giving you the genealogy Basically the whole tree nice. I just gave so... you the name of the father, grandfather, great-grandfather And great-great-grandfather <laughs>
0: All right, another episode of CrowdworkCast, and uh, my guest this week is Fatty Kassab. Uh, Fatty is an absolute champion, was good enough to um, take time out to come sit in my motel room while we were away on a leg of the Sydney Comedy Festival Showcase Tour. Um, Yeah, Fatty, uh, well... He, he didn't shut up that whole tour, so that's probably why I thought he'd make a good guest for a podcast. Um, now, if you are watching on YouTube, that's why it looks a little weird. Um, we were in a motel room, and uh, apologies, I did wear shorts, which, in hindsight, was a massive mistake. So um, Now, if you'd like to see Fatty live, he will be at Happy Endings Comedy Club, King's Cross, December 1, 2, and 3, so go check him out there. Follow him on Instagram. He is at Fatty Kasab. F-A-D-Y-K-A-S-S-A-B. Now, if you want to see me live this week, I will be in the Western Downs region of Queensland. Thursday night, the 24th of November, I'll be Jandaway Memorial Hall in Jandaway. The 25th of November at the Tara Soldiers Memorial Hall in Tara. And on the 26th of November, we'll, I'll be at the Leichhardt Centre in Miles. Uh, so get along to those if you're in the Western Downs region. Um, now, December 9, I'll be at Ryan's Comedy in Thoreau at the Ryan's Hotel. Uh, December 10, Panthers at Penrith uh, as part of the Christmas Crackers Showcase there. And the same at uh, the Juniors at Kingsford on December 16th. All dates and information you can find in the show notes or on my website. So go check that out. I'd love to see you at a show. Other than that, let's crack on with this week's episode. So you're from Lebanon? I am from Lebanon. Born and raised? Born and raised, yeah. And when it,
1: what like how old were you when you left Lebanon? 24 years old. I'm 45 now, so Wow. It's been 21 years, yeah.
0: 21 and you lived so came straight to Australia
1: came straight yeah lived in sydney straight away i uh, lived 6 years in germany almost 6 years so is that but betw- mm. okay let's let's just mm. i just want to get a bit of a timeline so sure
0: north to 24 lebanon correct then australia
1: yes i came here in uh, 2001 and, and left australia in uh, 2010 until 2016 i was living in germany my ex-wife is german so we moved there we were given a house so, we thought we're not paying Sydney exorbitant prices seven hundred thousand for a house. So that's why we left. So anyway,
0: seven hundred thousand those were the days, the weren't time. they?
1: <laughs> <laughs> seven hundred, are they insane? Yeah. So we lived in Germany yeah, and then came back to Australia. Been back five years now. Oh, so. nice. So, mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah. Well, they say never look, never look a gift house in the mouth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, got it away. It's a bit of a comedy podcast, is, uh, it, is, it is. a
1: minor, but you do look it in the mouth when you don't see the sunshine. And it's minus twenty degrees, uh, and it's just dark and f- freaking foggy. And ugh. which part of Germany we in? I'm next to the Alps. I'm next to Munich, basically, and we got all the fog. Basically, all the fog. Yeah, the best thing about living in Germany was it was very close to Italy. Oh, nice. Yes. So, yeah, just on the... <laughs> you just leave the Alps. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, nice. I mean, my geography's
0: not great, but um, I do know yeah. <laughs> there's basically mountain range between
1: them, the Alps. That's right, the Alps. And then you cross the, Bre- the Brenner Passage mm. in uh, Switzerland, that's it. As soon as you go up the hill and down, eight degrees. Oh, eight really? degrees difference. You get s- smacked by the Mediterranean air coming from Italy and all that. And you go, oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> that's the life. That's but you were on life. the foggy side of the hill. I was on the foggy side. That's why the Germans are so productive. Oh, because they're they're just indoors and they have to work. What are you gonna do? That's uh
0: that's biggest an economies in Europe. Look,
1: look how they're doing. Spain, Italy, Greece. How how's their economy?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, with
1: their good weather. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a reason uh there's a reason the Brits pretty much conquered most of the world. That's right. It's they wanted to leave. It that's was right. raining at home. Yeah, they wanted to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's raining. Let's go somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, that's so uh let's go back to So, so Lebanon. Yes. Which where, whereabouts in Lebanon? Like, what's what is that light growing? Because there's a lot of um, a lot of like in Sydney, a lot of Lebanese. There's a big Lebanese community. Yes. Um, but um, you said something interesting uh, at the moment because we are at the moment. Um, if anyone's watching this, uh, we are sitting in a uh, in a hotel room in uh, Wagga Wagga. Correct. Uh, beautiful. beautiful <laughs> beautiful. <curtains. laughs> I, I bumped into <clears throat> the guys that run this uh, just before, and they were yeah. telling me, "Yeah, we're updating everything." They yeah. said, this used to be the bedspread as well, apparently. Oh, come on. That's what they said. They said when they first took it over. So they're just bit by bit updating it. The everything. patterns
1: are so intricate. It does, definitely doesn't show dirt, you know? No. So it's very durable in that yeah. sense. 100%. You can't put white. Mate, does this remind you of back growing up? But in Lebanon, to be honest, yeah, we have a lot of floral patterns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it depends actually what religious group you belong to. Oh, really? I swear to God, man. Like, Really? Go on, tell me. Like, tell uh, me usually, Muslim Lebanese would have more floral patterns. What about than Christian uh, Lebanese?
0: Christian Lebanese, what do they do?
1: We cover it in plastic. <laughs> we wrap sofas in plastic <laughs> so that you don't spill. Yeah. No, it's it's not that. It's not a it's not a thing. I think it's uh, definitely uh, the ornate, uh, intricate detail that mm. comes from mosques design and all that stuff. I think it overflows because also when you look at Morocco, which is a ma- majority is a Muslim country, mm-hmm. and all these North Africa and Saudi Arabia, they have a lot of they love intricate patterns and floral patterns. And uh, in Iraq, the garden they used to call them the hanging gardens that were we studied in history. So all any flowers, uh, it was just I believe it was an escape from the desert. You know, yeah. it just gave them hope that there is actually. But Lebanon. Um, it's always been a mixed bag like it 's a mixed group of people it 's a half half four million people yeah we i'm i 'm a Maronite Christian Catholic, and uh, half the country is christian half is Muslim basically there 's a minority Druze and Sufi and all that but it 's not really too much sufi so, Sufis
0: consider themselves muslims don 't they
1: yeah but they're also but they're, uh, there's some christianity in it as well mm, it's yeah. more mysticism very mis correct yeah. yeah, so when you grow up in a country like this uh, you know, you, your classroom would have a mixed, uh, you know, Muslims, Christians, Jews, and all that, and you grow up very, very um, amicable. You know, it's, it's also all. It's the, the whole country is two hundred kilometers long, two twenty. Yeah, by the widest point is eighty kilometers. Is it so? It's so small. You gotta live together and become a, a nice community. I heard a
0: stat years ago that there's more that Lebanon's one of the countries. I think islands similar where the diaspora, the people living overseas. Mm. Is bigger than the yeah, they, they in the say country. when
1: you count first, second, and third generations around 16 million. Bloody hell, uh, a majority in Brazil, really. Mm. Brazil, why Brazil? <sighs> I'd go, I'd live in Brazil. I've seen Brazilians, they're so hot, man. They're gorgeous. <laughs> I'd move there. I don't know why they left to Brazil. I really don't know. It was after uh, during the Ottoman Empire rule of Lebanon. Mm. Um, the Turks uh, were 700 years or 400 years. I can't remember. Yeah, they had now. a good run, they had a good run. The only reason they left Lebanon, was World War I started, mm. and there was a handover, the French came, the and French. then World War II started, the French had to leave to go fight a war, you know. And, and, that's uh, it,
0: the French, is Beirut, they still call that the, they, they, I don't know, they used to, didn't they used to call that the Paris of the East?
1: That's right, yeah, yeah the Jewel, the, the Paris of the East. And...
0: I consider it the Paris without yeast, because the flatbreads there are outstanding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Correct, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you grew up, obviously, speaking Arabic. Yeah, we speak Lebanese. Okay. Lebanese comes... It's a Semitic language. It comes from Aramaic. So, really? Yeah. So even Hebrew comes... It's a Semitic language. Mm. So I, my, our language is Semitic as well. That's why I'm, I can never be anti-Semitic. I'm saying it, Whatever i I make you.
0: So, yeah. Well, the Phoenicians, they were another Semitic people. I don't know what they're up to.
1: We now. were from the can- Canaanites. So the Phoenicians, because there were no clear boundaries at the time. So you had from modern day Palestine slash Israel, Lebanon, you go up to Syria, you go Jordan and all that all that was kind of not doesn't uh, highly populated either no. to be honest so you can't tell um but when you look at the languages there as soon as you cross into Jordan all that that's more comes from a different truth i'm trying to figure that out. i'm trying to remember it i can't but it's so arabic and their dialect is quite different in saudi arabia iraq jordan all that but when you look at syria palestine lebanon very, very similar. Very similar dialect. So it's Lebanese we speak. Mm. Then at school, they force us to learn Arabic, English, and French. Oh, wow. Because Arabic, all newspapers, Arabic. Yep. Books are written in Arabic. Uh, when they go on the news, they read the news on TV, Arabic. So you have to learn it like Latin was the dominant language in Europe. Yeah. That's what Arabic is in the Middle East. So you have to learn it to be able to read and write and all that. You can write your dialect. Just like you can write, G'day, man has gown. You don't have to write how is it going. You can write your dialect in English letters. Mm. You can write our dialect in Arabic letters. How was my Aussie mother That was. <laughs> I love when
0: you do your Aussie. You've been working on it pretty hardcore this uh, this little leg of the, yeah, trying the to, tour.
1: Trying to integrate. Uh, <coughs> trying to integrate.
0: Just trying to fit in in Wagga, mate.
1: Yeah. So you know what's great about that is that they teach you Arabic, English, French. Mm and the synapses in your brain just connect and you start you can learn any other language very quickly. So when I moved to Germany I learned German super fast. So how many you languages do you speak? I speak also Italian, so six languages in general. Six yeah. languages.
0: Yeah. Which one, cause which one are you best at, would you say? Like of the I would not say, obvious, yeah, yeah. Lebanese obviously. Ar- Lebanese the... Arabic
1: and English. And I studied Italian for 4 years at the embassy in Lebanon because I wanted to go study in Italy. Oh, nice. And I, then I didn't go. I was drafted to the military service. for, a, And it kind of ruined my plans for a year. Then I realized now, because my first degree was jewelry design and gemology. I was going to... D- I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> this is amazing. This I is, know.
0: I could see... Like, she could see you. Like, I'd be in a... Like, just wandering through Beirut. Wandering <laughs> through a little... So- you... Ah, hey, my say, come friend. Come in, friend.
1: welcome. Come. Yes. Would you like a gold necklace? Yes. Why did I put Your on wife, so <laughs> Your wife, she's so beautiful. Your wife, she's <laughs> so Why beautiful. Beautiful you? wife. You're like the moon. <laughs> the moon. You're so pretty. You need to buy something. Like, that yeah. beautiful... Um, yeah. They don't teach star. you that. I, it was a very... <laughs> <laughs> it was a degree. So, I thought I'd go to Florence and study a master's in gemology. That was my my plan oh, wow. so i was studying that and uh, italian for many years to go and then i i had a almost like a mental breakdown i can't i can't live my life in a shop selling gold and di- you know what i mean i don't yeah. want to be in a store and i just flipped i said, i don't want this anymore but you know i gained the language so wow. yeah and uh, when i lived in germany i could use all these languages when i traveled like french and all that and then they start getting coming back but you come back to australia and,
0: yeah, we're pretty it's just lazy. One, yeah,
1: it's like one language, and that's
0: it. English. I speak English. So, how was your English when you first arrived?
1: Were you? Were you... Yeah, like excellent. Look, my father, may he rest in peace. Uh, he was an English-Arabic, Arabic-English translator. Really, that was his job. That was wow. his life. He translated from English to Arabic: Huckleberry Finn, Legend of Sleepy Hollow, Moonfleet, Tom Sawyer. You know. What, all these classics, he translated them into Arabic for publishing houses. So, there are a lot of versions you see in the Middle East. It's his work. That is... So, uh,
0: ha- yeah. I'm just thinking Huck Finn, for example. Um, apart from, obviously, there's a few things <laughs> that are problematic of, now. Know, absolutely. But th- there's also a lot of... Um, the way that's written is very... there's he wrote a lot of the dialect into it. Like Correct. Southern
1: weird. and uh, all that. Yeah, so yeah. some of
0: the spellings of things, you're like... I don't know, like how do you translate it? I, yeah, My father tra-
1: always said you translate the soul of the text. What is he trying to convey? If you can't get the actual... The, what do you call it? Um, lingo. If you can't get that accurate and you can't, you can't, um, then you have to translate the soul of the message and try to make it playful as well, as well as well as he did. And he was great at that. My father has written poetry books and won awards for poetry in Lebanon. Well, wow. He was a poet, yeah, in Lebanese, Lebanese and Arabic poetry. So he had the skill for, and love, made us love languages because of him. Made me and my sister, my two brothers, just love language,
0: like a true artist's soul. That is, um, and now you tell jokes um, about dicks. That's great. I do. How often <laughs> do I talk about dicks? Like, no, I was trying real. to think about why. You, <laughs> the, 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 there's one joke you're closing on at the moment that's not dicks, but no, it's, it's very not good. Dick's and it's it's not, a Vegemite joke.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a, a it, it Vegemite. It smells joke. like dick. <laughs> <laughs> what it is is I try um, to. I've been trying to throw in the languages I know in stand-up, just for like when I make fun of Italians. I speak a bit of Italian. Yes. I throw that in. Um, yes, I mean, I used to say my my ex-wife was German, and like I met her at a at in Munich at the neo-Nazi rally. <laughs> I used to say that, <laughs> and I hear the guy saying, "Wir wollen alle Flüchtlinge aus Deutschland rausschmeißen." And I go, "What a beautiful romantic language!" <laughs> is that Christmas carols? And I would make fun of that, um, and then go, it turns out it's a neo-Nazi rally. Guys screaming because I'd been a neo-Nazi for forty-five years. And he's sixty years old now, screaming about refugees. Have to leave <laughs> Germany, and I go 60, hey, 45 years. You can drop the neo now. I think you're officially yeah. a Nazi. It was like one of those jokes, but I would what I would do is I would throw in German and uh, Italian, you know, and all that and. Just, you know, I have a
0: it. The, how did that neo reference go with a lot of Australian audiences? Do they join the dots that, that neo's. Yeah, new means, means
1: new. new. No, not many. It's I stopped. No. Have you heard me say it before? Yeah, no, I haven't heard that joke. <laughs> I killed it. That joke's dead, you know? But also,
0: probably, it's um it, it's some of the audiences now, too. As soon as you said, I met her at a neo Nazi rally, there'd be people <laughs> like, oh, I'm Yeah, off. yeah. I I'm thought off. it
1: was Christmas Carols. And then you yes. go, oh. Be- you know, because German is known in Europe as. Die romantische Sprache, which means the romantic language. German? German is known as the romantic language. Really? I swear, man, once you learn it, you realize, wow, it really is. Because it's complex. And Mm. when a language is complex, you can express really difficult themes very well. Beautifully. And it's
0: an interesting, um, yeah, interesting people, the the Germans, like they've...
1: (laughs) They got, they got a history, but um, they're, it, it's, <laughs> they, it's like, and man, when you live there, you see the generational guilt. And yeah, man, that, you, they, that they must can't be really it. hard. It's really on their shoulders. Mm. Like people who were born in seventies and eighties know and that they carry. Oh, we're so sorry. We're so, sorry. and those, so they should be, you know. Yeah. You know but you, yeah. uh, but to be honest, you know, okay, how long, you, what, whatever your grandparents did, how long are you going to carry that, you know? But yeah, it's good that it's instilled in them, so they don't do it again. Yeah, well, that's... The <laughs> <laughs> fingers
0: crossed. <laughs> oh, man. Um, no, that's that's interesting. So that's the romantic language. See, I yeah. would have... I think, as, like, here, like, of the European languages, like, if people are thinking romance, they, they go to Italian, they go to French. Yeah. Um, I think just because to uh, an English-speaking ear, they sound the 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 musical lilt that's to right. it actually
1: english is a germanic root so the, the root of english is german that's why you have bruder brother schwester sister vater mutter father, father and mother it's, i never knew i used to think it came from latin but i never knew it was germanic origin yeah or really yeah that's mm. true well that makes
0: sense now that but you but australia you my kids
1: are learning mandarin at school Really? Yeah. The school teaches the mandarin. I think they see where it's going. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well,
0: my kids my what I, my son my son's learning Italian, I think. And he was yeah. doing a bit of Spanish, but I think he's he's got all obsessed with guitar now. So that's his yeah, his fa- main phases. focus. Phases. Yeah, like every exactly. phase costs us six hundred dollars. Oh you. mate. <laughs> it's unbelievable. My youngest son, they're doing um they have this program called um Armadeus, which yeah. is um they, they're for some reason, they're trying to get all the kids playing like classical instruments. So nice. he chose the, they, you know, the gr- the groups. You can pick either a string instrument. You had to, you get, you had to put your choices in, and you get one or the other. And so they had to pick either. Uh, they had to make one choice out of the string family, brass family, woodwind family. Oh, nice! And he just picked the biggest instrument in each of them <laughs> and ended up with a cello. Oh, okay, so what happened uh, to the clarinet? My, it it's takes like a whole back seat when I have to take him to wow. school, and um, but he um, well, he had a like he came home last week. He heard, Dad, my cello got broke at school today, and I'm like, what? They're like, they're like, it's two thousand dollars to replace. I don't know, but it turns out nothing to do with him. He just left it where it was, and some someone tripped broke over it. accident, like accidental thing. So,
1: what did you say? to him? You're playing the ukulele
0: now? <laughs> I was like, man, I don't, I don't know about this, because ch- he's not gonna. Keep the ch- like, keep playing it. It's just a novelty for school. Like he yeah. wanted the trombone. That's what he's really upset that he didn't get because that's the But they changed their minds
1: like that as well. I oh mean, yeah. My son is nine, and he was saying to me last year. Said, so what do you want to be when you grow up, Lucas? And he goes, um, I want to be a weatherman. Oh, good job. And I said, weatherman, nice. But it's actually the name is meteorologist. He goes, oh, okay, maybe a police officer. <laughs> He changed careers <laughs> like that, you know. <laughs> it's difficult to say. Yeah, it? I'm it's not, not interested committed to in media's yeah. dad. <laughs> yeah, he definitely has a different childhood to mine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, let's get back to your childhood. So yeah. you were
1: you left at 24. So you were there for the civil war. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I was born in late '76 in December, and the war I remember started '73 in Lebanon. But mm. the the night I was born, the hospital was bombed. So. There was no electricity in the hospital. My mom said to me, it's so it's winter. They left you just naked on the table. And they went to get towels and candles, the nurses and and I'm sitting there on the bed exhausted, like I'm I'm her fourth oh. uh, like it was the fourth time she gives birth and and she's going like Fathy she's like worried about me. And she said then the nurses came back with candles and all that. I said, "Well, I was born two days after Christmas." <laughs> it made perfect sense. They came with candles and stood in front of me. My name is Fathy means Jesus by the way. It's just like Really? Right. Yeah, we say Jesus is the Fadi, meaning the savior. Fadi. So everyone who named Fadi is usually Christian, although Muslims also tend to give that name as well. Yeah, well, it's so in, mm. in
0: Islam, it, Jesus. But Jesus is, considered is quite a, yeah, considered
1: a very, very high, mm. high quality prophet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was good. So, but um, I, so I was born there, and I had a few good years. Uh, in our house in Lebanon, in South Lebanon. So my father, we have um, a lot of olive groves we inherited from my great-grandfather. And, oh, lovely. And my father worked as a translator. Also, we hired people to pick the olive groves. and all that. But in 1982, for example, trouble started brewing way more in a more advanced sense. So we had a Palestinian refugee camp behind the hill. So just two kilometers away from us, two, mm-hmm. three kilometers. And... Uh, those those delusion. People. They want to go back home. They think they can. they're never going back. Is, this, is, this is the you know, refugee camp. That's the been there since, since since nine, what sixties? Yeah, yeah, since uh, Israel since uh, Israel was. Uh, and next uh, Palestine, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and next we'll use the Putin term. We're not. Let's not yeah. get into. <laughs> let's not, get, <laughs> let's into not that. get into that. But, but part, so these but people yeah, been also there a long time. now they're being funded by different groups. So for example, in general. Um, Iran funds a certain group. Saudi Arabia funds another group and all that. And mm. they try to liberate Palestine, whatever it is, from inside Lebanon. So Israel came in also and invaded Lebanon to deal with a lot of that stuff. And 1982, they invaded and came to our village and withdrew. And then tensions became – they invaded all the way to Beirut, actually, half the country, right. Israel. Then withdrew. And they – I don't know. I don't know how many thousands were killed and in, in that's when But after they left as well, there was a lot of chaos because there's a vacuum. Yes. And 1985, we. this just it all broke out like it's insane know, war. I'd say for another three to to four years, but we had to leave our home in 1985. So it's a, it was a big house like 720 square meters. My father goes, "I'm gonna build a." And my mom is like, "Thank you for building such a big house." I'm mopping all day. <laughs> I'm cleaning. <laughs> but he was like, "Wanted a big house, yeah. you know?" It's our village, and then we only lived there for three years, and. When we had to leave, we moved to biblos, and so were very proud of that area. I grew up there basically in a sense because that's when the alphabet was invented, so we were always very proud. oh, we invented al we invented the alphabet, you know? I had nothing to do with it myself <laughs> so we moved there, and we thought it's temporary mm. until it settles down. We rented a two bedroom apartment, so four kids, mom and dad, and no oh, good seventeen years we stayed in that apartment, Holy. 17, waiting to go back.
0: Wow. I was going to say, why did you leave Lebanon? But I'm starting to yeah, work
1: so out. So <laughs> basically, I'm sitting in my classroom the day. Where, and my sister came and took me and said, Fadi, come on. And everyone was taking their kids from the class. She said, Fadi, pack up. We have to go. Our village is being attacked. So we just drove home. And my father was packing mattresses on the, on the roof of the car and you know all that stuff. And my mother's carrying photo albums to save the photos. Oh, my God. We jumped the, so I was at school. So I had to leave. Then 17 years didn't come back. So... The, when we did go back, my father always said, listen, listen, we're in a very tough neighborhood in the world, mm. you know? Always people, we're in the middle of everything. Yes. We're, like when Syria had a war, or what, it's been 10 years now, we had 2 million Syrian refugees in Lebanon. Imagine Australia, what is it, 24 million people now? Imagine getting 12 million refugees.
0: Yeah, that's a lot.
1: So it's Percentage crippled, was it? crippled the economy and the system, just crippled. Mm. And we have a couple hundred thousand Palestinians. And... Like everything, we're being pulled in every direction, and ultimately that goes to me, Fadi. There's no future here, really, for you. So go. My, my older brother went and studied in the U.S. He's a doctor of architecture. He lives in Manhattan, and my younger brother and I came here. Yeah, he lives there. <laughs> he wow. Me. So what did you
0: what did what did you come here to do? Like we
1: we to study. At the time, universities in Lebanon, I mean, are, still are expensive, and the U.S. dollar made two Australian dollars. Yes. 2001. Remember that? 50 cents? I remember that. I remember that. So that goes, hold on, I can send two kids, give them an education for the price of one. So US dollars is the... Yeah, in Lebanon, yeah, it's mainly used in conjunction with Lebanese lira. So that goes, I can send two kids and teach them, give them degrees for... It was very hard for them to say bye. What would you get your degree? I I went to Sydney Uni and got a degree in design computing. 2004, I graduated. Yeah. So basically web design and all that stuff and people said at the time don't do it. it's just it's all been done it's all been done it's all been done yeah, all the, been done the in fad, the mate. internet it's a fad thank god for that because I can work anywhere you know from, uh, that's a, from that's home outstanding. that's outstanding so yeah that's why we came here just to get a degree and then we stayed we thought it was nice weather
0: yeah lovely
1: yeah a lot less bombing you know yeah <laughs> so no, I, won- I don't know I've seen you do stand up um <laughs> Here's a high five for the yeah. view. um, but what it is, like I have memories of building bomb shelters with my father and and my brother and all that. we were filling up sandbags and stacking them i we had a couple of years of actual lots of shelling that was happening, and uh we'd miss school for six months at a time and we' have to make up school in summer and wow
0: that yeah, yeah that I don't think a, that yeah people I, in Australia, I don't think we appreciate. How just stable
1: yeah. things are. Absolutely. Like even when yeah.
0: you know, even there's there's always problems in, you know, different communities and whatever. But even in that sense, there is still a like just having our, our institutions are pretty reliable. Like when they stuff up, yeah. like you look at the the flood response in northern New South Wales, like it wasn't um great mm. and there's a lot of people hurting or whatever still, but the government or at least okay let's have an inquiry we're looking into it like it's not yeah correct
1: there's accountability yeah i like that about australia and the uh, thing is also our pyramid of needs when you grow up in shelling and bombing and is food shelter yeah that's basically all we need it's like uh, wanting a house that is just one level that's all i want and i came to australia i felt everyone had a a, a skyscraper relative to what i had <laughs> mm. free healthcare free education you know And Australians would go, like, when I see them going down protesting, I go, it's like you saying, on top of my penthouse, I want a pool, right? So, for me, what you're asking for is you have so much compared to what I had. But it's not saying that you're spoiled. It's everything you grow up with. What
0: you've got to understand, though, Fatty, is I deserve those things. (laughs) Um just i don't know I was born uh, a good person to be honest
1: no you pay your taxes <laughs> right i mean well, yeah, uh,
0: but th- that's what i mean like you sort of there's are,
1: accountability we don't have that
0: there's a there's a there's a lack of the draw to where you where you're born in the world absolutely and you know just having those things that work and that that are reliable correct like, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what opportunity
1: I've, here is amazing
0: yeah, and that's that's what so what did whereabouts did you move to in in sydney i uh
1: I was told to live in the Lebanese areas. I lasted two weeks. (laughs) Which part? I was in Granville with my brother. Uh, Actually, no, two months we stayed there, and we thought we have to leave. Mainly because they said live with the Lebanese people. It turned out they're not really Lebanese. They're Western Sydney. I mean, mean, many of them hadn't set foot in Lebanon. We thought we were moving to... But so culturally, as our food was there, Mm. but we thought, you know what? We don't have much in common. And this is amazing. Uh, Any migrant story is the same. Any Indian or Pakistani or Lebanese or Syria, whatever it is born here, very different to ones born overseas, yeah, very different. so when we come here, everyone has a culture shock, suddenly we become children of two countries and no country at the same time It's like schrodinger's i rem- yes country. i remember i heard a
0: heard a lady interviewed years ago like a like a an academic about that about that identity crisis that that first generation yeah. um of, uh, of immigrants the first the children of immigrants can often have is that that they don't feel like they're part of the mother culture their parents yeah. culture but then also when they go out and they go to school and that like so they get the, at home they're the Australian kids but at school they're the Lebanese kids yeah isn't that so amazing so it's like they don't really have yeah and they they usually that's why they say it
1: takes three generations yeah yeah it's by the third they don't care anymore you know <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. so uh, yeah, and, so, and German Lebanese kids as well. So it's, it helps them that they're bit have brown hair, fair skin. You know, they'll, they'll blend well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is that a thing that like, you really like? Are you conscious of that around Sydney? Well, I, no,
1: no. The Cronulla riots made me very conscious that uh, oh, I was different. Mm. I'm, in all honesty, yeah, I, I had friends got bashed because <laughs> he's Greek. They thought he's Lebanese. You know what I mean? Like Mediterranean. <laughs> well, that's how we I. The same.
0: I used to joke that because I um, I obviously I look more um. Like I used, you look used Italian. Italian. Yeah, yeah. where are you Italian Greek? What I yeah. I used to joke that I couldn't go down there because. Like, you know, with both sides. You know, one, the one the white side would look and go, get him, he's swarthy. Yeah. And then the the um the, you know, the Mediterranean side would hear me talk and they'd be like, Get him, he's Aussie <laughs> <laughs> And I'd, I'd
1: just get bashed by both. But to be honest, it was a very um, what do we call it, black swan event as they call. No one expected that to happen. No. And that hasn't happened since. And everyone I've met, the most open minded, the most loving, really. My experience in Australia has been wonderful. I keep saying Lebanon's like my mother and Australia's my wife. <laughs> you can't tell me who do you love more, you know. This is my new life, and so yeah, I love it here. And uh, the opportunities—look at that! Stand up for God's sake, you know. Stand up. Well, this is what I wanted that. to get to. So you won Raw Comedy. Yes. Or so my marriage was falling apart. I thought I need a hobby. Right. Instead of working on the marriage <laughs> <laughs> there, there's, there's two ways
0: this could go Either I could put an effort into the relationship Or, or I could go do yeah. the most selfish art form there is Correct Yes I mean, it's bad for <laughs> you Probably your ex-wife And I don't know how your kids dealt with it But uh, I'm glad I, I get to work with you And I find you very funny so. <laughs> oh, Thanks,
1: girlfriend. Well, you two, you're hilarious, man You know that I keep telling you that And my ex-wife and I like, we, we, we're, we're such good friends now I, Even mm. if I'm going to make a joke about her on stage Or when I did Will Anderson's show, um, I said to her, I'm going to say this joke. Is that okay? She goes, absolutely, Fadi. Just go for it. It's just jokes, you know. Well, Germans, notorious. Germans, yeah. Sense of humor. Yes, of course. Uh, so I passed jokes by her. Very good friends. And she always, like uh, she's always supported me. You know, even after we were divorced. If I go to a festival for three weeks, who can leave their kids with their, an ex-wife for three weeks? That you know is, what I mean? So that's it's good that we have that relationship. and,
0: and that that strikes me as so important is that okay yes that relationship might not exist anymore but you've got kids together yeah, true. always
1: marry someone you can divorce well yes I truly believe that <laughs> well that's sage advice I, like, I, my divorce cost me $900 okay that was it because we, we were so amicable and actually I said I'll pay the 900 because no we'll split it fatty like a Lebanese and a German we went Dutch <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy and I said to her I remember saying come on don't worry about it a, a man look like, a gentleman always pays for the divorce. She goes, no, no. you don't, don't, don't. So <laughs> a gentleman Always pays for the divorce. You know what? I'm seeing merch for you. This said, is, yes, get that right. on a, a t-shirt. So? Yeah. She said, no, we pay four fifty each. But you know, that's what happens. It's good to be poor as well, having no houses and assets. Yeah, not as much um, to divide up. That's right. Mm. But stand-up was a way... When, when you try and try and it's not working, you go, okay, I'm just... There's a calling, you know that. Mm. Even stand-up wasn't a calling for you as well. You felt like, something drove you to it
0: yeah it, it was an itch like where you're like i, I kind of that yeah. curiosity for me it was yeah. i was watching a bunch of it and i was like i just want to and i told myself i'll just try it once i'll just try it once yeah and that was i was lying to myself i think at that point thinking that i'd just try it once and try it w-
1: exactly when you do it once and uh, it went. my problem was it went well the first time same so, you know when it goes well mm. So I, ent- I remember entering Raw Comedy in 2018 after seven times of doing stand-up. It was like... Wow. And I didn't make it, and I said, this whole thing's a sham! <laughs> like, no, not because I've had 30 minutes of stage time before, you know? And I remember the following year, my friend, I was sitting in a bar, said, do you want to enter Raw again? Come on. I said, uh, I said, I don't know, man. I did it last year. He goes, look, it closes tonight at midnight. Just fill it out. Fill the application. And uh, we're ha- sitting in the bar, and he's having a beer. So I opened the app and said, should I fill it out? Should I? He goes, I don't care. <laughs> I'm just telling you, it closes tonight. I said, fine. Filled it, entered it, and then I progressed all the way to the end, and I won Raw. But amazingly, it came at a time that a week before winning Raw, I found out my father's dying from brain cancer. Oh, wow. I won Raw. A week later, my ex-wife left. My wife left you know, after 12 years together. Wow. So it's not the world is amazing because it's like the world, I'm going to take this away from you, but here's comedy. That's uh, this is your therapy to deal with it. Yeah, yeah
0: wow. Well, that's the that's that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure your dad would have written a great poem about that sort of stuff. That's yeah. that that's real poetic sort of yes. timing. <laughs> yeah, that's right, right there.
1: Yeah, yeah. He was very happy because he saw like he saw me witness and uh, he witnessed me winning Raw and all that, and uh, and he passed away six months after that. So wow. I'm yeah. sure too.
0: Like he probably mm. I I don't know. would just I remember uh, now. I'm thinking about watching my kids grow up. And you, you realise that your parent... Like, you start to see things like how your parents must have seen you. And I... Yeah. He probably just... Like, seeing you find something like comedy that you're so... That sort of fills that. It's natural. Yeah. yeah very and natural. And yeah. you, seeing your kid reach some... Like, go into an area where they're going to try and um, leverage their potential. Yeah. And something that... Especially from your dad's perspective, if he's the kind of yeah. guy who is... You know, obviously, a poet and passionate about very, literature and that sort words. To see you find your thing like that and go after that, yeah. that would, I dare say, have made him like, you know, regardless of whether you're winning or very not. Very emotional. Just, just the pursuit very... of that. would it's, it's make you proud. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. My, my daughter did a performance at school where she played guitar and sang, and I just teared up. You know, and she wasn't that good. I mean, she was great. <laughs> <laughs> no, she did great. Great. She's been studying guitar for eight months, you know? Yeah, no, nice. And she became very good at it and sang, wow, you have a beautiful voice. And we just get emotional because our genetic offspring. Oh, mate. Might, she's going to have a good chance at surviving. Good. That's that's why. It's just very basic.
0: I, I, I always say, though, I just, I don't care. Like, because some of the stuff my kids are in, my boys both got into Dungeons and Dragons in the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. All stuff that I never had any interest in. Like, I, it's not me, but... It's so just good to see them. I don't care what they're interested in. I just want them interested in stuff. That's right. Because there's nothing worse than people that are like, you need curiosity. With no passion, with no curiosity. That's That's the, I don't care what it is. Just follow something. Get interested in something. I don't care if you want a train spot.
1: Curiosity. Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about that. How child curiosity is so important. I wanted hmm. to choke him the other day like i'm watching this video because <laughs> he was saying that he was with a mother following her in a park and she's walking with her child and it had rained and the child saw, sees a puddle and you could tell the child wants to see the puddle wants to step in the puddle and as soon as they got to it the mother pulled the child away and i thought what a waste what a shame she missed the child o- out on an opportunity experiment with physics and he puts his foot down water would splash back he sees the action reaction it inf- you know what it, flames the curiosity and I looked at him and went you who do you think you are she probably it's been raining all day yeah. he came from school soggy she gave him a bath shower cleaned him up dressed him up take him probably to a play date and he's about to step in the puddle. No, 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 no. I'm exhausted from cleaning after you. And you say, what a shame. What a you shame. Know? Like, yeah, well, <laughs> we're about to go
0: visit her doesn't know. Visit her mother or something. And the, the kid's supposed to be clean. We're having a nice dinner. We're going to a restaurant. That's right, he doesn't yeah. know any of the no, context or backstory. None of
1: that. Also,
0: how <laughs> do, the, there'll be other puddles,
1: Neil. <laughs> I don't know. That if should be on a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there'll always be other puddles.
0: <laughs> Neil, <laughs> just address it to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, yeah. I, I um, like I I get the I get where he's coming from in terms of yeah, let
1: him play. But there's also context for kids. Like yeah, absolutely. Know I mean. You know, I think stuff like this to talk about in comedy is. Um, I mean, I haven't said it before. It just upset me last week. So there you go, the first one said. But I'm saying, life is hilarious. Like you look around. I saw two pigeons fighting in the park uh, like I remember a couple of months ago I thought I just started laughing when you see two pigeons fighting you go there are enough cars to shit on for everyone what's the like that's where my head went why would pigeons be fighting <laughs> <laughs> yeah right so I find that people go say where do you find material like, I I don't know and that's the thing about comedy it just we, we keep doing it like raw was a great catalyst when I won it it's like the world was saying this is something you should pursue. That's yeah. all it does. Because you wrote five minutes. Yeah, exactly. That's all you did for so five much work minutes to do. From I know. There. So all it wake, is is a starting point. You wake up second day, and go. I have to write more. <laughs> God, yeah. that's a responsibility. have you
0: had that thing yet, where you um, you feel like you're never going to write another good joke. Like you, just, you get that thought of, what if I never have another? good uh, joke? Yeah, Andrew.
1: When I came back from festivals, uh, from doing like you know, f- f- sorry, from Adelaide, Melbourne, Sydney, after months of shows. I couldn't write anything for three months. Yeah. I was drained. I, I had no inspiration. It took three months before things started flowing again. So. I'm a big
0: believer you've got to go out and just, in those moments when you've got, when you're blocked, is just go out and sort of live a bit and just take the world in and trust that it'll come. Like, that you'll This is great. Yeah, George
1: Carlin says that as well. He goes, I don't pull at the universe. Base. I don't pull. He goes, he waits for the material to be given to him.
0: Yeah, which I, mm. I, I wish I could get material given... To me, at the rate right George Carlin got given, oh material God. given to him
1: like that, my he, problem is I compare myself now, after five years of comedy, with George Carlin's forty-year uh, special That's a massive. Exactly, yeah. I go, I can never. You know, <laughs> exactly, I mean, we should listen to his early stuff and compare that. You know, and we go yeah, okay. Go you see know, the we Wacky might Weatherman
0: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Happy <laughs> <dip-y>, Dippy <laughs> Weatherman or whatever he was. Um, now, Fatty, we're going to have to go get lunch with these guys. That's about time. Thank Absolutely. you very much for. Doing this.
1: Thanks for having me, really. What a no joy. Worries.
0: We'll have um before we go, um plug your socials
1: and wherever else you, sure. you want. You can just uh look up Faddy on Google. <laughs> You'll look find F, F-, F- A D Y. So Faddy so Faddy Kasab is my name. I have an Instagram account I'm active on and Facebook. Um I do have a an encore of my show happening in September, so Uh, September 23 depends when this podcast comes out Uh,
0: I'm not 100% sure but I'll do a little intro where I plug that I'll get those dates off you Um, so go see Fatty if not then go see him whenever you can Uh, very very funny man Um, as always uh, Andrew Burnett comedy on Instagram and wherever else Uh, thanks